Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa. Brian Post. Want to wish you all a happy freaking fabulous Friday, baby. Freaking fabulous Friday. Freaking fabulous Friday. Today is Free Association Friday. That's our subject for this evening. Why? Because I don't really have anything else to talk about. Like, I'm like thinking, talking to my little buddy Colton over there, asking him if he had any topics, he didn't have any topics. Like my brain has entered into that resting mode. Um, got a camp tomorrow, so I kind of try to have that lull, so I can just kind of chill a little bit. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, one thing I did think that I want to talk to you a little bit about on Free Association Friday is um, the whole process of behavior change we in the society we live in and Harold and I hey Barry hey Leslie uh, hey Julia from Nova Scotia hello there Cindy hello there Leslie Buchanan um oh I just received my stand-up desk I'm excited about that so in our society, we have placed so much focus on changing behaviors, changing children's behaviors, that <laughs> I do not have cold like you do there, I'm sure, Julie, and I am thankful for that. That we, we think that, and there's so much of psychology has been focused on behavior, con reconditioning and, and changing um, behaviors with behavior modification and stuff like that. It really sets us up. It really sets the parents and the kids up to believe that the only thing necessary for changing behaviors is changing the way someone thinks. And that's not true. If the only thing that changed behaviors was thought, then we wouldn't have a weight loss and diet industry. If the only thing that changed behavior was thought, 30% of Americans wouldn't be on psychiatric medications because everyone has thoughts about feeling differently and behaving differently and doing differently. But you all know that the actual change is a much more challenging process. And the reason, the reason it is, is because number one, thoughts don't occur on the level of the body. So there's a whole psychology model called cognitive behavioral psychology, which says thoughts lead to feelings, lead to behaviors. So if you wanna change behaviors, change your thinking, change your feeling, change your behaviors. 15 years ago, I started talking about the psychology of regulation, which was the inverse of cognitive behavioral psychology. The psychology of regulation, based on cellular biology, neurobiology, 
neurophysiology, um, physics even, says that thoughts occur first on the level of the body, at a cellular level, at an unconscious level. We have trillions of cells. Every cell in our body has the capacity for conscious awareness. That cellular experience then creates this energy, generates an energy, which is emotion. That emotion, you guys know there's two primary emotions, love and fear. That emotion is what then generates a thought. And a feeling, a feeling is a cognitive perception of that energy. So a feeling is a cognitive perception of an emotion. That's where we get all the feeling charts. You, you might think one of these charts behind me is a feeling chart, but it's not. One is Spanish, and the other one's a map of California. Um, but you guys have seen all the little smiley face feeling charts. They, all that arises from love or fear. There's, that's all there is. Those are our only two primary emotions because emotion is energy in motion, and your body only knows two energetic states, a thriving energy and a surviving energy. So if you truly want to change behaviors, you first have to change behaviors. You have to change thinking on the level of the body, the unconscious level. You have to take what's unconscious and you have to make it conscious. And then that consciousness generates an emotion. You've got to be willing to honor that emotion before you can get out of something. You've got to be willing to get into it. So you generate these thoughts on a body level, which then elicit these memories and these emotions. You have to honor those emotions. You have to work through those, that emotional experience. And then you see the way it shows up in your current daily life. Now that's taking an unconscious state and making it more conscious. Then you start enacting the patterns to create the change. But what you're fundamentally doing, and this is the whole point of this little Friday diatribe, is that you are changing the brain. Behavior change does not occur without a change in the brain. You are creating new pathways, so you are, you're, you're not reconditioning the brain, you're actually creating a new pathway for the brain to pursue. See, the amygdala, so we have the, you know, a lot of brain science, especially as it relates to stress and trauma, talks about the amygdala and the hippocampus. The amygdala being your fear receptor, your hippocampus, being your, your thinking rational part of, part of your thinking rational brain. Helps your short-term memory, which then when your short-term memory is assisted, it helps your thinking be more clear. Well, when we become stressed and in times of trauma, the amygdala becomes overactive, pumps out so much cortisol, it actually damages the hippocampus. So research has shown that dendrites in the hippocampus actually shrink and shrivel, which then impairs the individual in times of stress impairs the ability to think clearly and impairs the ability to to enact short-term memory, which that also tells us that the hippocampus, not the, the hypothalamus is knocked out, out of whack because our oxytocin response is suppressed. The amygdala, so when healing, so here's the thing, when you interrupt the stress, there are two things, two things required for the healing of the brain. One is repetition, and it's the same thing with changing the brain. Repetition. If, in, in, if for any of us, if we want to change, we have to have repetition. Because repetition creates those, the potential for those new pathways. The other thing we have to have is emotional impact. Emotional impact or literally a high amount of stress, pain, 
is what causes the other pathway for brain change. So you've got repetition, you've got emotional impact. So I'm all the time talking, talking to you guys about getting into your emotions and expressing your emotions and honoring your children's emotions and when they're upset, encourage them to have their emotions. Why? Because I know that that's emotional expression. That's, that's a high level of emotional expression. And that high level of emotional expression, emotional experiencing, actually is having a very profound effect on their brain. But here's the other thing. When the stress is interrupted, the dendrites in the hippocampus have the ability to regenerate. The amygdala gets stronger when it's under constant stress, but the amygdala never shrinks. See, it's like a muscle that continues to get activated every day and continues to get exercised. It never shrinks, but what research tells us is that the amygdala can actually form new pathways of reaction. See, the amygdala reacts. The amygdala is unconscious. The amygdala does not think. The amygdala can actually form new pathways to react. So when your child has been conditioned to behaving a certain way, and they're behaving that way, and you're usually behaving towards them in the same way you've always behaved, then you're reinforcing that pathway that has gotten created in their brain. When you start to, and we talked about this last night in a mom's group I was a part of, when you start to do something different as a parent and your child has the same reaction they always do, but instead of you reacting, you actually do something different. What you're giving their amygdala an opportunity to do is have a new experience. And I always use the analogy of, like I can look in my backyard right now. If I walked across my backyard, the grass is a little tall, winter grass. If I walked across it a couple times, I'd see, I'd see tracks in the grass. If I continue to walk across it every day, every day, every day, pretty soon the grass will wear away and it become dirt, a pathway. That's how pathways in your brain form. Constant repetition, constant repetition, constant rep repetition, constant emotional experience. And then if you stop walking that pathway, over time the grass will grow back up. And sometimes if you really work that, walk that pathway for a long time, that grass may not ever grow completely up. Where, where I'm from in the country, you have dirt roads where people haven't been on in, in a year, but there's still the dirt road there. The grass has been sufficiently worn away. That's literally a pathway in your brain. That does not change. It can be reworked, but it doesn't change. So that's what you're doing when you're trying to, when you're embarking on behavior change with your child, you're not just changing their thinking. And that's why consequences don't work because consequences are all about changing the child's thinking in the moment. And in the moment, their thinking's confused and distorted and their short-term memory suppressed. You've got to connect with them on an emotional level because that's the only true bona fide change. And you've got to be consistent. And you've got, you've got to be committed to that repetition because you are reorganizing their brain. You, as the parent, are very powerful. You make so much possible with your children. So that constant repetition, that, that, that pathway you're embarking on to do something different, to react different, to respond instead of react, to breathe in the midst of stress, to not get overwhelmed, all that hard work you're doing, when you'd rather, when it'd be so much easier just to get stressed out and yell and cuss and hit and throw stuff, because that's like the easiest thing to do, but that is not the healthiest thing to do. So all that work you do as a parent, to try to think differently and see differently and feel differently and look differently and behave differently towards your child actually starts planting the seeds for what's gonna eventually become 
a pathway in their brain. That's when behavior truly does change. Now, the other good news is it doesn't have to take that long. You can have immediate impact. Don't be afraid of the upset, right? You can have immediate impact, but don't be afraid of the upset because this is not about avoiding your children being upset. This is about learning how to be present to them in the midst of their upset. And in many instances, encouraging them to go ahead and be upset. Because if you really come from a place of understanding, you realize that they have lots they can be upset about. Hello there, Mama Wilma, and hello there, Terry Cervantes. Um, that's it, guys. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can stop, we can slow down, we can take three to ten deep breaths, and we can choose love. And love is the single most powerful healing force in the universe. You have two choices, love or fear. I hope you'll choose love. God bless each and every one of you. Big Papa loves you. Have a fantastic weekend. Being looking out tomorrow for our Daily Dose Weekly Summary. Excited about that. If you didn't catch it last week, go back and you'll catch it. And then uh, got a new little intro clip that we're adding to it. So very excited about that. All right, guys, have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you Monday.